cliffcentral.com This is Kuala Deza. And you're listening to Delighted with Rami and Romeo on And usually we never really start with the show's uh, details about how people can get hold of us. So let me take this opportunity to say you are officially on Belighted, uh, a show that, you know, seeks to beat the light bulb out of you. And uh, with that said, my name is Romeo Mabasa and I'm with the gorgeous. Yes. You were supposed to say... The Ramstar, the gorgeous one. No, I'm waiting for you to say something. All right, all right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm with my uh, gorgeous Inside Out. Yeah. You know, true. my sister from another mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, her name is uh, the Ramstar, as I call her. Uh, you know her as Rami Chueni. Yes, thank you so much, my Ramza. Everybody, welcome to Be Lighted with Rabin Romeo. Did you, did you, did you hear how he said, um, my sister from another mother? She's basically, he's basically telling everyone that he has friend zoned me and I mustn't get hey, any hey, ideas. Where are we going? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm where just, going I'm, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> but I don't mind. I don't mind being friend zoned by. You, but the thing is, this is I've 20 years. You a long time ago. This know? is 20 years in the making. We've been friends for 20 years. Yeah, and consider yourself friend zoned. I think like it's too forever. late for that. But it's too late for that, really. Uh, 20 years of, like, after 20 years, then you talk about friend zoning. Like 20 years of friendship. Yeah, I friend zoned you before there was friend zoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? No, but with good reason. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite good. It's just that I'm in kind of like in a, in a lost space of, uh, being busy, but I don't remember what I was busy with. Yes. Um, uh, how do you not remember what you've been up to? No, I think it's just one of those uh, moments where my mind just wandered into an abyss of nothingness. And perhaps uh, from time to time, I actually allow that, you know, because I think I'm overthinking, you know, you're trying to sleep and your mind is thinking. So sometimes I kind of like appreciate the fact that I could just be. Okay. Well, I've got, I don't know if I should say I've got good news or great news or... School, uh, schools are cl- have closed today. So oh, officially, officially, like a like a, a primary school. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I don't have any kids in high school. So where's I the diva? Know about. Where's the diva right now? So uh, <laughs> the diva is going off to daddy's house, and uh, um, and the other girls are going off to see their people, their friends, their okay. loved ones, mm. their own people. And that means, which is why you see, I can, I could actually rock up here wearing high heels because I had time to myself. I think this is just so going to be like the alone. most amazing December. Yes, I'm home alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I, home I alone. Even, I don't even want to think what you're going to do with doing. Uh, what can I do? I mean, I just like, what do I need to like send an antenna out and like people making announcements? Like, you just did. Sweetie. Oh no, that this is not podcast, the intention. This podcast oh, is available that forever. Was, that is that was not the intention. <laughs> but hey, I'm looking forward to just spending time by myself and just gathering my thoughts, gathering myself, writing, mm. doing mm. a bit of reading and simply relaxing. But listening you, to a whole lot of music. How do you talk how do you talk to someone who people who are actually don't look forward to being alone? You know, uh them not dealing with the importance of just being by yourself. And they have this fear to say, there is no way I must always be in company of many people. How are you excited about being on your own? I think maybe because um, the line of work that I do, mm. most of the time it doesn't allow me to be by myself. So when I get to be by myself, it's like, it's complete bliss, you know? Mm. So uh, I don't know how people don't like their own company. 
It can't but be crazy. I know, but but I yeah. know there are. There yeah. are a lot of people that they'd mm. rather like, as soon as they're like sitting alone in the house, they start making phone calls. Hey, Joe, what are you up to? What are you doing? Do you want to yeah. hang out? Do you want to go mm. out for a drink? Let's go for a movie. Mm. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. I want to go out for a movie. I haven't been to movies this year mm. except for premieres. But I've never just went out. Just said, okay, fine. I want to watch this movie today. I want to be mm. silly. So, so this is what I do actually every month. Um, and my partner knows that too, mm. that, uh, you know, there is a Romeo day per month yeah. where I actually take myself out. So obviously I do this time for family and so forth, but I actually have an allocated amount of money where I take myself out and just me. And I'll go to a nice expensive restaurant yeah. and I just sit there and have a three cost meal. You know, yeah. many times you do that with other people, but you seldomly do that with yourself. And and I know some people would find it a bit awkward. You sitting there on your own, and everybody thinks you feel lost because it's yeah, someone that, joining you. That's something that I would do. Yeah. It's, it's I, actually I fun. Love, I lo- it is fun, yeah. and I love I love eating my own hagen does. You know, you know yeah, how yeah, I yeah. do it. <laughs> get some <laughs> chicken licky, and then get a whole tub Ooh, of hagen does ice yeah. cream, macadamia nut pretzel, and eat it all by myself. Yeah, yeah. And yes, I still do those days. You know, once mm. a month, I take a day out where I get to sleep the whole. Day. As a form of a reward. So, yeah, every uh, month I take one because I still cannot sleep for more than five hours. You know? But is it, is it because we, because I also find that, you know, when we get older, it's like sleeping just ends. You know, it doesn't matter whether you sleep at three in the morning by six you're up. It doesn't matter what time I sleep, I'll still wake up at five. Yeah, sometimes I'll even wake up at half past four. Then I'm on my phone. You know, sometimes I time myself. I'm like, you know, today I'm sleeping at one. Let me see what time I wake up. <laughs> Five o'clock, I'm up. <sighs> yeah, but anyway, today, today yeah. on Be Lighted with Romeo and yeah. Rami, or with Rami and Romeo, depending how you want to, <laughs> to, to call it, we are going yeah. to be having Dr. Mashadi Matlana, Matlana in studio. Uh, Mashadi is an amazing woman. Uh, she's a doctor. She's a psychiatrist. She used to be a lecturer at VETS. Uh-huh. As well, she does consulting with them, with them, and then also with Terra Terra Hospital, mm. and um, and then and she's running the foundation, and she's running uh, her daddy's, yeah, Doctor Tatomutlana's foundation. Correct, yeah. That's her father, mm. and uh, another thing, she's got a very very exciting project that she started with two of her friends, mm. um, Zakira and Leradondoro, mm. and um, it is called the Mina Cup. It's a it's a menstrual cup mm. that uh, obviously helps little. Uh, uh, young girls who are in school who don't get um, the luxury of, of of sanitary pads and all mm. of that. Yeah. So what what they did is that they 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 started this foundation and then the this is a mina cup that has been developed and it is safe. It is it has been proven. It's tested and mm. I actually received my mina cup yesterday oh. via courier. It was just sheer coincidence that mm. it arrived yesterday. So I'm not getting no. a mina cup. You don't need a mina cup. Hey, you need to teach me about these things. I mean, like, I will I, teach you about you, these you, things. You, you, you know, you know, my family, it's on there, you know. Yeah. So I need, I need that thing. It's important. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So, 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 so that's, that's what we'll be talking about as well. Mm. The mina cup, uh, foundation, because it has just been spreading like wildfire. Mm. And also there, there are a lot of, there are lots of, um, a lot of misconceptions about using the cup because people think that the cup is only for people who cannot afford. Yeah. So talk to me about about this Mina Cup. Explain it. What is this Mina Cup and why Mina Cup? Well, Mina is just the name. Mina, Mina, Mina. Well, I'll let Mashadi explain that part. Oh. But <laughs> but it's called the Mina Cup. I mean, Mina okay. is just like, it's a brand. Mina mm. is the brand. And Mina is, is a girl's name. You okay. know, once Mina. Yagabu mm. Mina wena. Oh, you Mina. Yeah, like Mina. <laughs> but but mina, then yeah. it's actually Mina. Okay. Yagabu yeah, Mina, kind mm. of a thing. Mm. So, um, Mina Cup is is 
it's 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 small and it feels like latex. It's okay. very very soft. Mm. Yeah. And then what you do, it's like they've got directions to fold it nicely and then you insert it so, so that it actually holds, um, oh. holds, holds the blood during a girl's period. Mm. And it can actually last up to eight hours. You don't have to be going up and down to the bathroom. You okay. can actually go to school, mm. have your mina cup in, mm. and then when you go, then only Empty it or wash it out when you when you get home. Yeah. So that will help. Uh, the idea of the Mina Cup was that they wanted to make sure that girls are being kept in school because mm. even though we've got a lot of people who are um, donating sanitary pads, tampons, and all those, things, they're, they're, they're doing the best they can. I mean, there's been mm. a drive all over. I mean, we've been like announcing, we've been sharing on social media. Mm. People are just buying, dropping. Uh, Bags and bags and bags of sanitary Hold the thought. Hold the thought. Yeah. So, of course, uh, uh, if you want to contribute to the show today, um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, so, Facebook is belighted with Rami and Romeo. And uh, I see our Facebook has been a buzz, which is uh, awesome. Uh, we've been having some good interactions going. And uh, Twitter and Instagram, same name, belighted show. And of course, if you, we also are on WeChat. Uh, so if you search for Cliff Central on WeChat and, uh, you can actually Skype, uh, call us, uh, live in the studio, which is a Cliff Central studio as well. And uh, if there's one thing, Ramstar, that we also never talk about is our own personal social media handles. So <laughs> I've decided to, uh, uh, t- uh, take the liberty. Uh, my handle is Maromza, M-A-R-O-M-Z-A. And uh, Rami is on uh, Rami at Rami Chweni. Don't lie. Are you serious? I'm just Rami at Rami Chweni. Uh, I said at Rami Chweni. No, you said I'm Rami at Rami Chweni. No, 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 no. That's my email address. Uh, man. This is Twitter. <laughs> so Twitter, yeah. So it's Maromza and Rami Chweni. And of course, uh, you can... And, and, and as you saw in uh, last week's po- uh, podcast, we actually do take your comments and we actually read them live on air. So you can send us those comments and anything that you like about the show. And we are so flexible that we are going to implement it and also give you feedback. How's that? Yeah, that hmm. is cool. Anyway, yeah. so, so, so Ramstar, uh, we haven't really had time to ourselves, you and I. Uh, yeah. It's uh, actually, it's, it's, it's weird when we have like the first 20 minutes of the show to ourselves. I'm like, hmm, uh, what else do you want to tell me? Yes, but then I was saying, you know what? The yeah. whole sanitary thing, uh, sanitary, um, paid donation, it's, mm. it can never be enough because this is a monthly thing that happens to young girls. Mm. And I mean, periods starts, they can start as early as nine, nine yeah. you know? Mm. And you can imagine how many girls are in schools. And who don't have access to that And we also need to address the issue of uh, What what do you, what does a young girl do When they discover You know The, the, the bleeding starting You know like you When know, they start their the fear, Yeah, yeah the Essentially yeah. So yeah. the fear of actually approaching a parent uh, You know Like how do you go about that A very interesting thing happened a few months ago mm. um, Well I know Botello is nine, but she, she knows about periods because we, we've had the conversation already and she knows about sex. She knows about a whole lot of things. Mm. But, um, she told me that at the school, the, there's an, there are a couple of organizations that go all over around schools, but I think, I know that it is not everybody's schools, you know? Okay. Um, they do a lot of, uh, teachings. And I remember, um, Ghana was this company. 
the ones that do that sell that own always they also they also do it's not cortex no no i don't no. think it's cortex mm. uh, they also do um like road shows mm. where they tell young girls about periods and see because another thing is that your periods don't start when you're at home with your parents Mm. They can start while you're at school anyway. And you have to say to your teacher yeah. They can start anywhere during sports and, It and doesn't it, matter, it, it, in church It brings the question to say How ready are our schools? Especially uh, primary school hey. If it happens, you talk about it happening right there in class Yeah. Uh, do they have, you know They uh, do, hmm. they do uh, Because uh, when we do When I also did the, the sanitary uh, pets drive hmm. Most of the time we donate the pets to schools so the schools can distribute to the, to their students. Yeah. Because obviously we, not everyone can, we can't do a house to house, door to door kind of a campaign. So the easiest way is to find a place that is central and the most central place for youngsters is school. Mm. So the girls, they actually get a supply of mm. pets at their own school. Then mm. like, okay. And then even the teachers, they know that, okay, Rami's period is around the 9th, someone's ah, period is around the 11th, okay, you know. Okay, so yeah. that, like, there's a bit of a system. And I just hope that most of the schools can, can take that example, can just like go with the flow mm. and go with that as well so that they can help the youngsters. So it doesn't become embarrassing because we all now know that half of the class actually mm. do get their periods. I'm not mm. the only one, mm. you know, mm. and it's easy for them to talk about it. Mm. So they don't laugh you know, about it anymore. I'm, I'm, there's two things I'm thinking about right now. Uh, obviously, another one of them is completely out from the topic. But how, for example, I was listening to Tumisho Masha's interview uh, on another station. Okay. And he was talking about his, uh, he, he was spending time with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that <clears throat> now he needed to do a nappy change. <laughs> but then the nappy change, uh, he, 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 the station is only at the ladies' toilet. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, I know, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it, it brings back to my uh, other question regarding this to say, uh, when this roadshows, uh, sanitary wear roadshows happen, do we teach young boys? Uh, because eventually they'll grow up to be men and, you know, perhaps they need to know uh, uh, the different types. I mean, what if, you know, your partner sends you out and say, please get me, uh, you know, get me, a, 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 go buy me some, you know, some sanitary wear because, you know, I'm, I'm too heavy or whatever. So do these roadshows also teach young boys so that they know the difference? Yes, we do. We do do that. We do teach young boys because... I mean, back in the day, I remember when I was in high school, we used to think that, uh, even boys used to think that periods are a girl's problem. And, and then, um, and then girls as well used to think that when boys are like, all of a sudden, you know, they've, they've got problems in their pants. It is their problem. But now we, 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 we have created a, a certain platform. For girls and boys to get to understand that they need to coexist and they need to help each other out because we're mm. like, don't look at these girls as those girls. These are your brothers. These are your sisters. Your sisters and the yeah. sis- and the girls, they mm. look at the boys as their brothers. Yeah. So, and in doing that, it's not only about dealing about talking about menstruation and puberty and all of that, but it's also teaching them about respecting each other's spaces that yeah. you don't touch a girl in a way that makes her uncomfortable. Mm. Because now we, we, we are trying to be proactive instead of 
prevent uh, in, in, instead of um, reactive, reactive yeah. you know, because most mm. of the time it's like, oh yeah, this girl was sexually abused, she was molested, and all of that, and then now we're trying to go to the boys, like, no, don't do that, and now we are teaching them that. Before you even think about it, there is a possibility it is happening because mm. in our society, I mean, we've got people who think things like that are very acceptable and they're okay. Mm. And now we need to change that thought and say to this generation, the young generation, that we're going to teach you how to deal with things like this, you know. So it is, so it creates a platform of, of, of being open. So that even when someone, I remember at, 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 at a certain school, some boys were talking about um, cornering a girl and one of the boys heard them and he actually told on them and said, I heard so and so and his friends saying that they would like to corner that girl. You know, so they, they, they create that sense of openness and that's when they say to them, you know, you can't do that. It is, it is wrong, not only, and it is, it is degrading, it is embarrassing and it is, it is not good for you and for the person that you're trying to, to attack. You know, so, and I think it, uh, it's, 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 it's good that we do it in primary school because right now with the way things have been going, high school is a bit too late to start talking about these things. So in primary school is more important. Yeah, and and, and I think also <clears throat> uh, the, the the importance of 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 that as well is the fact that I mean I might be a young boy at the age of nine. Yeah, and then I get taught, uh, you know, uh, about the center way and so forth, and then uh, at least I can take that lesson to my cousins, my sisters at home as well. Yeah, because it's not only about knowing what to do when you are at school. Yeah. But the ability to also help your own family. Yes, and I remember when you're talk- now when you're mentioning about um, you're mentioning the the issue about Dumisho trying to go change his daughter's um, nephew, and then yeah, mm. and then they, they don't have uh, those stations for men. Yeah, I've seen a couple of malls that they actually accommodate guys because they they realize that mm. it is a family thing. It is not just women who are stereotyped to be changing. Kids nappies. Yeah. So, um, but I'm hoping that in time it will get better, and I'm hoping that with time it will be something that we can, uh, we don't have to stress about because mm. it is just acceptable everywhere. Okay, enough about us. We, our guest has been sitting here for so long. Let's bring her in and uh, welcome her. So uh, you do the honors. Hello, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen who are listening to the uh, delighted uh, uh, show. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, no, wait, who are listening to The Belighted Show oh, okay. with Rami and Romeo. Right. In studio, we have the beautiful, the amazing, the talented, the intelligent. Yep. And, and the one of gorgeous. the most gorgeous uh-huh. young leaders yeah. we have in South Africa. We've got Dr. Mashadi Mutana in studio. Welcome. <laughs> what a welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Afternoon to my wonderful guests. <laughs> and I hope I live up to that accolade. Yes, please, 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 please. Yeah, please welcome you to, to the show. Don't welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to Belighted. Yeah, so just to give to, to school you a little bit. Uh, Belighted is about creating, you know, a light bulb moment for someone who might be listening. And the good thing about the podcast, it, it can be shared anywhere in the world. You know, it's available an hour later and you are able to actually use it as a reference. So what you say can, you know, make you look good in the future from now on. <laughs> 
Well, looking yeah. good is what we do at Mina. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard you speak, Rami, so amazingly about our product. Yeah. And Mina is something that I think you use it the first time and it becomes your friend and you never want to stop using yeah. it. Mm. The world's best kept secret. Yes. Now we can't take credit for creating it. You know, the first one was made patented by an actress around 1932. Um, Perhaps because it lasts five to ten years, the big farmer and companies that usually manufacture sanitary towels and tampons um, don't want to get into that industry. Because they don't make money. Absolutely. Mm. But our company um, that we founded... Um, and foundation is a social enterprise. So the, our profit making is not the ambition. It isn't the reason why we produce the cup. And so for us, it's about making a difference. And that's really where social enterprises um, traditionally find the gap in the market and want to make a difference. Our goal is to reach as many girls as we can. Mm -hmm. And it's not limited to South Africa. Um, it's the continent and beyond. And I heard the question, why Mina? Mina, yes, it does happen to mean I in mm -hmm. Sizulu, but it's a girl's name. We wanted a name that was universal, that was appealing, and also to focus, to make the product fun, to 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 make it something that young girls can identify with. The it's a character that's come alive, yeah. and because you know your first period can be intimidating and frightening. Mm. And you spoke earlier about how little girls may know about the changes in their body, and we recognize that. Um, that often girls don't have the information um, at mm -hmm. hand mm -hmm. when these changes happen in their bodies. Mm. Yeah. And uh, uh, just uh, for for my <coughs> schooling, uh, <laughs> do you have a sample of this mina so I can see it? Well, I actually had one, and we should be taking I, a picture and Instagramming it I, right I, now. No, no, I will. I will we'll do it after the show. We'll don't do you worry. Show. We won't leave we'll, you in the dark. Eh? We'll yeah, do so, it after the show because so I can relate I was to going mina to bring mine in studio and then I just left it, but it's fine. I, I, I have I one. I just didn't bring it into studio, but it, I'll bring it. It's important. Today. You must always carry it with you wherever you go. Yeah. Absolutely, and it, it just stays in my car. Because <laughs> you know, Michelle, I, I, I received mine yesterday, yeah. as I was saying, and it was just like. Why didn't I receive mine? I don't understand. Because, well, okay, let me tell people how you man, how you get to receive your old mina cup right. is that because it's a foundation, right. and you can buy as many mina cups as you want to mm. donate. Right. To little girls mm -hmm. And after you've donated You can actually get a Mina cup for yourself mm -hmm. So the foundation will send you A Mina cup for mm -hmm. you Let's go back but, Let's, but, And we can certainly organize yeah. Let's go, let's we, go back. we can organize So uh, if you want a Mina cup uh, hook me I've, up. I've got the details I've got the banking details I've <laughs> yeah. got everything okay. Then you can donate towards uh, let's, foundation Let's go back You know every beautiful uh, innovation Or you know any beautiful invention Uh would have identified a, a problem area, and obviously to try and you know, talk about innovation. Uh, what really sparked the idea behind, you know, the product, and uh, to be the best in market it is now. So obviously, I kind of like want us to go back and look at mm -hmm. the journey, the testing phase, and uh, you know, the commissioning, the parenting, and also the challenges because you know you are a social entrepreneur. Among other things, you know, what challenges did you go through to get it to where it is now? You're smiling here, but mm -hmm. you, you, you actually had to have sleepless nights getting it to where it is today. So, first of all, um, we didn't patent it. It was designed in 1932, as I said, by a woman called the owner Chalmers. Right. It's not a new invention. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so amazing about this product, that 
you know, until two years ago, I didn't know about the menstrual cup. And I consider myself fairly educated. I did go to <laughs> medical school. I knew about sanitary towels and tampons. And I didn't know about the sanitary, um, the, the, the cup. And the reason being, I said, you know, part of the fact that people don't know about it is because there's no commercial drive. But the women that do use it are those that really care about the environment. But I'm going to stop here to answer your question directly. And to say that we didn't design something new, it's not an innovation, mm-hmm. but we've put it at the forefront because we think it's the best solution for the current problems we have. What we did do is modify the cup. We use a special silicone. I'm not going to tell you what kind. It's a medical grade because that's our you know, our recipe is like yeah. a IP, KFC, yeah. Yeah. which is unhealthy. So that's a bad example. But <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, what but I meant is that it's in the making, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so it meets ISO 9000 standards and it's produced by, for us by a company, um, based in South Africa. So it's probably South African that makes medical grade products and it's made under strict conditions. And the reason why we decided to make the cup is because, um, we looked at the market test of the cup on ourselves, um, looked for partners and actually decided that we were better off doing it ourselves and really making the cup that we felt best suited the young girls. Our cup is smaller than those in the market. The idea is that it's soft and comfortable. And that that's really was our journey. It took about a year for us to, Mm -hmm. from the day we decided we're going to do this to our first cup being made. And we're in the fortunate position that um, Transnet Foundation had already been distributing cups. They started out with sanitary towels and changed along the way um, and opted for sanitary for the cup instead. Um, let me tell you a little bit about the, the difficulties with sanitary towels and tampons. Mm-hmm. So whilst they might be more acceptable to your average person who's not aware that um, there's an, an impact on the environment um, – it might be that um, the, the cup is something that people are afraid to use mm-hmm. because you need to insert, similar to the tampon, yeah. but it's no different to inserting a tampon. Mm. Um, people have cited, you know, what about traditional beliefs and the hymen? Yeah, but really, the hymen, exactly. that whole thing. So, yeah. so some girls don't have a hymen, which is natural. There's, you know, it's, it it's, breaks whenever it wants. Imperforate yeah. is very unusual. Mm. So it breaks whenever it wants in activities and sport. And you can't hold back something that really emancipates a young girl allows her to do sports, allows her to the freedom of not having to go up and down and, and worry about, you know, going to the toilet in schools that have very poor facilities. Yeah. And missing um, school for three, and four days. And missing schools. So we need to, as a nation, also prioritize what's important. I've also been told, well, you know, um, the cup, you need to rinse it out, but you need very little water to rinse it out. Mm-hmm. To sterilize it is quite simple. You boil it um, mm-hmm. for a few minutes. Uh, and that's all that's required. Whereas the reusable tampon of pads that are being made need more water. It's probably unpleasant to have to wash your own towel. And then where do you hang it up? Yeah. And I know there are some and social entrepreneurs also who've created baskets in Asia in order to make it discreet for girls to wash their um, pads. Um, so these are some of the challenges. And I think that everybody who's involved in this brings something unique. What was most disturbing for us is in the distribution of sanitary pads at schools, we also discovered that it reinforces some of the, well, unsavory practices that some of the teachers are involved in where they trade sex for sanitary towels with girls oh, really? and mm. this is what we discovered along our journey let's let's take a quick break and uh we'll yeah. we'll, we'll come right back Everybody, 
is Renata Steedman and you are listening to Belighted with Rami and Romeo on Clip Central. Belighted with Rami and Romeo on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Belighted Show. We chat Cliff Central. Uh, you can Skype call us on Cliff Central Studio. And uh, of course, Romeo at uh, Maromza, that's my Twitter handle. And Rami is, uh, her Twitter handle is Rami Chweni. And in studio today, we are joined by Dr. Mashari uh, Motlana. And Who is not on any social media platform? Oh, interesting. No, she's not. Yeah. She is so not. Okay. I once asked her, she was like, <sighs> yeah. And I you can like, get okay, someone to it. run it for you. You don't have to do it yourself because obviously if you are busy. <laughs> Mina is. <laughs> yes, Mina's Mina on is. Media. Yes, yes, yes. Ah. Then what's, our, what's the Mina handle? It's meet yeah. underscore Mina. Yeah, meet Twitter. Mina. Yeah, ah, Twitter. okay. Yeah. yeah. Insta, same? Insta is the same. Yeah. And um, our website is www.minacup.org. And if you need information or want to donate and uh, you want to join us, it's info at minacup.org. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I was listening to a gorgeous chat uh, uh, you, you ladies were having and I'm just sitting here absorbing it all, <laughs> you know. So, so, trying to sound, uh, in, uh, you know, intelligent as you are about this uh, beautiful Mina product. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, so let's hear it. Uh, the Ramster clearly. So, is, is Ramster the, the ambassador? Because she speaks so passionately about this. <laughs> you know, I think all the people that Mina has touched yeah. um, speak so wonderfully about Mina. But then there are a few special people who own it. <laughs> yeah. It takes a life of its own. And Rami is one of those. I heard her and I thought, well, you know, actually, they don't need me in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and tell me, how, how easy is it, you know, when we talk about access, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have this awesome product. But then, you know, you go out and knock on doors and, you know, those are not opening. And at some point you alluded to the fact that you realize that, you know, after much research, you had to do it on your own. So I think part of Belighted is to help another entrepreneur who's listening and, you know, doesn't matter what product it is, but, you know, you talk about, you know, when do you go at it alone, you know, you know, financial support, you know, uh, access to markets and stuff. like. So how easy it is to really push uh, Mina into the markets and how, how well is it received? I think we're fortunate in that um, there's been a groundswell of activity around recognizing the problem, the mental hygiene problem, and doing something about it. So we're one of many voices, and that makes our work somewhat easier. We're not the only ones in this game trying mm-hmm. to make a difference. So a lot of that, you know, acceptance or acknowledgement now of the extent of the problem, the awareness is there. So um, we're adding to that. I, I do think it's difficult with something that's an entirely a different product. What's particularly challenging, I think, is because... Speaking about menstruation is taboo in most cultures and societies. And we have all these euphemisms for periods or uh, menstruation, right? We say periods, anti-flow, that time Mm -hmm. of the month, women's problems. Mm. And so we struggle to talk about this. And it's really a normal biological function. It's a celebration of womanhood. It allows a girl to become a woman. It's life-giving. And so it's something that we should speak about easily, but we don't. True. And um, for a long time, and, and it still persists, when a woman in certain cultures, for example, in the Hindu religion, is having her period, she's considered impure and is not yeah, allowed dirty, yeah. to uh, partake to in communal activities. Mm. So with that kind of limitation and restriction, 
friction. You can imagine that it's very difficult to even engage in these conversations. When you talk about it, people feel a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, they start to um, feel a little threatened. So it's, it's that kind of barrier to entry. And of course, ours is a cup and they're thinking, oh, cup, it must be sizable. It sounds uncomfortable. But when you see the cup, it's actually quite small. It sits in the palm of my hand quite comfortably uh, and not my whole hand. And when you fold it, it's as small as a mini tampon. And really, it's so comfortable that you can even forget it's inserted. So these are the some of the things, you know. So it's about getting a level of awareness about the product, what its uses are. And those are some of our challenges. Um, and then finding like-minded people. We're fortunate, as I had mentioned earlier, that the Transit Foundation was distributing cups early on. They ordered 10,000 cups and another 10,000 this year. They've got a program that runs nationally. The cups are... Um, distributed with facilitators so it's not just a deposit of a cup mm-hmm. the girls are taken through a teen health program and they're um, it's really helps them look at teen health issues um, that are related to puberty, the change in their bodies, and the levels of acceptance, according to the data that they've shared with us, is more than 90%. So 90% of girls that have received MENA love MENA and call MENA a friend, and they're our greatest ambassadors. Absolutely. And if you'd like to to uh, to, to join MENA, um, MENA Cup, um, and to also contribute to make a difference as well. You're welcome to go check them out, check the website. It is minacup.org and you can also, for more information, info at minacup.org. Yes. And that's where you'll get all the information. And, um, I also saw that, you know, the website, it is very, very friendly. It is non-threatening. I think with Taylor, my nine year old, when she, when she looks at the website, she's just like, this is so cool. Look, they didn't, because you don't even use your actual pictures. It's like yes. drawings. Yes. And really- I saw you with your little avatar and we were really just it is so fun it makes it it makes it so natural yeah. it makes people feel at ease and it is just so un, uh, so so welcoming yeah. and just in in such an awesome way and i think mm-hmm. it's one of the the biggest draw cards yeah for us. draw cards for that yes. and it and it and it is very very and attractive. i think what's also important how what the market differentiator for us is there are cups on the market but they're commercial cups so the intention yeah. wasn't to solve a problem but you know and, and yes. obviously you can order those cups too but our stated intention was to make sure that every girl that needs a cup gets a cup yeah but how, how important is it because I, I love the confidence that you talk about you know this uh, mina cup and from from my you know understanding and the way you speak you, you are not threatened by you know the the other products and this is perhaps because you have done your research very well and i think also it does help as an entrepreneur to be at the right place at the right time so my my next question then would be around uh product development uh because you know you have the, the say the, the the first version mm-hmm. of the product uh from a business continuity perspective and obviously you know even though the focus is around the the, the mina cup but you know you kind of like need to start looking at the the business needs to grow it needs to sustain itself you know we call what we call a bus hit strategy to say you know what when let's say you 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 know your direction of life changes and you want to move into other things what is the plan to get this thing going with or without you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of business continuity? And secondly, uh, are we looking to see another version, you know, like version 1.2, you know, as part of succession plan? <laughs> okay, it's, so just an, it's just a technical so, example. So, so thank you for asking those questions. Um, first of all, Mina mm-hmm. is going to have a bigger sister 
Ah. And so Mini, Mina, our current product, and Mina. And the reason for that is that our cup, whilst I've said is small and comfortable, is probably not the right size if you're a, you a girl or woman and you who's a lot, yeah. had a, a few flow. children or at least a child and is not physically active. So for that reason, we need a bigger cup. And we're definitely um, in production now with a bigger cup. Um, and so we've been grappling with the issue about the fact that Mina is free. Because, you know, amongst Africans, particularly, I've been told that we don't like free things. We want to pay and we want to pay more than we should because mm. we're consumers. Yeah. And so we might view something that comes for free with certain skepticism to say, well, mm-hmm. and I think Rami mentioned this, it's free. Maybe it's because it failed elsewhere. Why am I getting it for free? Is it an inferior product? So one of the things we've been thinking about and also in terms of sustainability um, is that the, the bigger cup is probably going to go to market as a commercial cup. Right. Still on a buy one, give one basis, mm-hmm. but also taking away that stigma that somehow Mina is intended for poor girls. That really isn't exactly. the intention. The, the people that buy Mina uh, and donate Mina are numerous across the spectrum, color spectrum. The kind of inquiries we get are from everywhere. Um, even in Europe, people are asking, how do we get involved? I'd like a cup. I've heard about this cup. So it's really about... Um, Choosing it as an option Women choose it because it's safe, it's convenient Not only that, the environmental impact Of sanitary towels yeah, and also it's It takes the average towel well. 500 years to biodegrade mm. When I discovered These facts, I felt in- Incredibly guilty for my contribution Having used <laughs> sanitary towels I don't want to be part of that contribution To our toxic waste problem on earth mm. So there are many reasons why this product Is so useful. Not only that, we sell it for 200 rand for the cup and the journal. Mm. 200 rand for five years, spread over five years. Mm-hmm. That's incredibly that's like, cost free. That's mm. basically free. Absolutely. So yeah. it, it really, the product speaks for itself and that's why I'm confident about Let's it. Let's talk about, uh, I've always wanted to say this to you, uh, your passion for Lee, I call it. And Lee stands for leadership, education and entrepreneurship. Now, the, the the importance, especially on the education side, is there something that uh, you, uh, you're doing in the higher education space, uh, especially because you have a lot of, you know, we, we, we just learned that the employment rate is now at 27.1. And obviously, it's a, it's a huge concern. Now, uh, as, a, as a social entrepreneur, as a businesswoman, uh, how can we bridge the gap? For example, I see a lot of opportunities for like marketing students, uh, you know, undergrad students at universities to kind of like uh, get involved, you know, in driving mindshare around, you know, the the Mina Cup. So, what are what are what are some of those programs that you are doing, you know, to kind of like uh, build al- along those lines? Mm-hmm. So, we haven't looked at um, the graduate level programs and getting them involved. So, I'm going to rope you into our next strat session ah. because I'm loving your idea. But mm-hmm. what we have been doing um, is we have a group of women that work as facilitators. They're graduate students from um, – so they've got at BA arts degrees, and they've been training other trainers so that we can have facilitators throughout the country, and thereby we're creating work opportunities for young women. Um, and also in the manufacture of the bag for the cup, we're creating small jobs for seamstresses to create the bags ah. for the cup. So those are the two areas. And obviously, as the company um, grows, um, the, we will be able to provide more um, in terms of job opportunities. 
Okay, that's a that's a that's a that's a good one. Um, and then I think also, how does the model sustain itself? I mean, obviously, when you start out as a, as an entrepreneur, you, you you bear most of the cost. Yes. But in the near future, what are what are what are those uh, cost bearing models that we we kind of like want to look at? Obviously, I think you also touched on the fact that you know the the big mina uh, will kind of like go commercial. I suppose that be part of the yes. the process as well. Mm-hmm. So in my Past life before um, the Ntata Matlana Foundation and uh, Happy with a Purpose Foundation occupy most of my time right now. But before then, I served on a number of NGOs and boards, and um, I had to resign off them to to focus on these two. And um, one of the things that was very painful for me is that one, you get funding for three years, and then you employ people, you run programs, and then year three. The lotto does not have funds for you. And now you've got to downscale your programs. You understand the need in the communities. Um, and you have to shut shop. And yeah. so what's really, really important with any um, NPO is sustainability, the question you ask. And that's why we decided to have a social enterprise model so that we one day don't have to go cup in hand asking for money. Mm. That we too, as the foundation, can independently distribute cups. And we do this because we're manufacturing the cups. Mm-hmm. So all that money that we, the, the margin that we make from making the cup, we use to plow back into, um, our packaging, our research, our facilitation. And at some stage, we're hoping that we're not going to have to go begging. We will be able to distribute ourselves. You're not, uh, Mashadi, to be quite honest, um, I mean, since, the first, the first time we held our first cup it was two years ago. Yes. Remember? And, and since two years ago up to now, it is amazing the strides that, uh, the organization has, has, has made, uh, in terms of, um, getting the cup out there and obviously touching lives and with the Transnet Foundation uh, also coming on board and, and, and distributing cups to, to, to the young girls. And now this leads me to another thing. You, we also, you also spoke about, um, Dr. Antato's, Antato Matana Foundation, which you are the founding director. And yeah, those who have tuned in, who just tuned in, we're talking to Mashadi Matlana. And Mashadi happens to be the daughter of Dr. Antato Matlana. And she is the founding director of the Dr. Ntato Matana Foundation, Dr. Mashadi, Dr. Ntato. Okay. Can we get a bit personal? Like just a little bit, just a little bit. Don't cringe. <laughs> uh, do I need to be here for this? Yes, yes, um, yes. You have to be here for this. Okay. Uh, because you, you are a psychiatrist and I don't know how many people ask you about the influence your father has had on you. Just, not just him as a father only, but just as the person that he is, because I mean, we can never take that away. Dr. Antato is one of the, what's the word? One of the, he's a pioneer. He's a, he's a pioneer. He's an icon. He's, he's a serious icon and not just in South Africa, but all over, you know, and you being his daughter, what are the moments that we, as me, Rami and Romeo sitting here, wouldn't basically know about him or about like his own influence because we can see we're like yeah, of course she is supposed to be a doctor her father is a doctor and not just a doctor but a very highly educated very um uh influential in all ways like you can 
many ways you can think of. I mean, I remember he used to run a lot. He used to exercise. He was a runner. He was fit. Like, what did he not want to do? Now, tell mm. me, when you look at a person like that and and that person is your dad, how does that... Well, I think I feel extremely privileged to have had a father that um, was so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, although for a long time I didn't want to be a doctor, I thought, no way, not me. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be original. I'm going to do something different. <laughs> but in the end, what motivated me um, to become a doctor was really because um, having grown up in apartheid and I was very aware of, you know, the displacement of people and in KwaZulu-Natal, in Kata and ANC fighting, I always worried about the children. And I thought, you know, what kind of psychological effects are we really um, creating in our country? And so many years later, when I did go to medical school, I um, didn't think I was going to become a psychiatrist at that stage, but really enjoyed it and found myself a psychiatrist, maybe trying to heal some wounds. Um, but that, that was kind of my journey into getting into um, medicine. And I really think it's because of the role models around me. My mom's a nurse, my dad a doctor, they work together. And But it was a blend of not just wanting to take care of one patient one after the other, but how can we impact society in general? And that's what his mission was. So it was um, looking at the community and their needs, because as a doctor, one of the frustrating things is how do you change if children are coming with diarrhea every day? What is it in their community that you can change? Mm-hmm. Not just giving them an antibiotic. Yeah, yeah. And it's that kind of thinking that was inspirational and saying, how do we come up with solutions? What are the things we can do? And, and, and really, I think it was that that keeps and continues to inspire me a lot of people ask me but how do you find the time to do all these things well i think my father similarly was very manic and so i try not to say no if i feel that i have something to contribute i might now that i'm older and maybe limited (laughs) with time i i might say you know these are my limitations this is as much as i can offer but if i'm a call away if you need advice if Mm -hmm. you need you know my expertise because your phone is never off (laughs) <laughs> you know, Mashadi's phone is never so. off. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm what I'm interested in. You know, someone could be listening, and you know, when when your father has built such a legacy, and you know, uh, what were those fears you had to overcome, especially knowing that you have to continue such an excellent, exceptionally developed model of 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 the legacy that uh, your dad, you know, leaving behind. Mm-hmm. You know, what are those fears? Because it's kind of like you know, people see you bold and, you know, coming up and speaking so well, so articulate. But, you know, there's that moment where you kind of like say, oh, what big shoes to feel? <laughs> and what were those fears? Maybe one or two of those fears you like, you well, had to overcome. Well, indeed, I think um, so throughout most of my life, um, it's it's always been the case of, you know, you're his daughter. So people have mm, expectations yeah. of you. And I've tried not to live in his shadow to create my own path. So a lot of people don't even know my last name. They call me Dr. Mashadi. <laughs> and maybe in, in some way it's my attempt to path, to carve my own no, path. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the kind of dad who loved his children and grandchildren. And, you know, your smallest achievement was celebrated. So I, he always made you feel that whatever you were doing is great as long as you do it well. And for me, that was inspiring and something that I hope that every child can have because that encourages you to grow. But not only did he celebrate 
his own children's achievement. In fact, he was more interested in other children's achievement. He'd come mm-hmm. home and say, do you know so-and-so's child? They're an actuary, actuary. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. And so we also celebrated other people's yeah. um, achievements. achievements. Yeah. And he was the kind of dad that, you know, people come and visit me at home, my friends, and they spend no time with me. <laughs> they, 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 they find themselves in the study with my dad. I'm like, you came to visit me. Yeah, and well, but, I know yeah. that those family parties, they don't end up being family parties. They end up being like a whole street bash because it's not like the three of you are invited. It's like, oh, I can hear some music. So yeah, we're just going to go eat there, let's you know, there. and it's, it's, it's actually quite amazing. Um, yeah. what, when, 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 when I, when, when, when I read and I see some of the, the things that you guys have done as a family. And I don't think obviously with your dad, because being a visionary that he was, some of the things were truly and purely intentional. It's like, I want to build a community, but then it's amazing how you then as a family, you flew, you, you just went with the flow and you went along with it because Mm -hmm. that's just how things were done. And I think that's one of the things that we miss in our communities now. And we need Mm -hmm. to go back and rebuild that. Mm -hmm. And do you have, and I I know with the, with, with the Mina Cup and all of that is also contributing and trying to make a difference in our society. But then to, to those young girls and boys who are just like looking at you and going like, Oh, there she goes. Hello. And then they wave at you at the window, mm. by, mm. you know, through your, your window, you can see them. And what, what, what do you wish for them? What are your aspirations? What do you hope for them? And what difference do you want to make or what you mm. wish you could make? I know there's so much. I don't know why I'd even ask that question because it'll take us to the next show, but answer as short as you can anyway. <laughs> I'll do my best, Rami. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, um, living a life of purpose is, what's important um there's always something we can do to make a difference it might be a smile and you know sometimes that's enough as Mm -hmm. a psychiatrist i know that only too well so it's having a sense of purpose because that feeds into your self-esteem knowing what it is that creates meaning and we all can do it in different ways Mm -hmm. so i'd say wherever you are you can make a difference yeah. And we always see the barriers and not the opportunities. Yeah. And not to give up. If I look at my father's life, which is, I keep referring to because of the way we started with this mm-hmm. conversation, but he had many, many failures before he had any successes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the journey, for example, of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Success doesn't happen overnight. It's really, really hard work. Not giving up when you're defeated. In fact, they say if you're an entrepreneur who's never lost any money, you're not an entrepreneur at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. And, and That's so true. it's just to, to keep at it, to keep going and to know that, you know, every little bit helps that we can do. And it doesn't have to be measured by money. It can be by doing, donating your time, your wisdom, your experience. Mm-hmm. There's That's so much we can all do mm. to make a difference. And uh, that's how quickly the hour went. Yeah, that's how quickly it goes. Like, can you believe it? We, it's like, what else can we? We're do? out of time. We're out of time. But you know what, Mashadi? Um, next year, when we come back after holidays, we uh, uh, we're going to come back and talk about um, your profession, the psychiatry profession, specifically because um, you know the misconception that when when one goes to see a psychiatrist, that clearly crazy. You know, I would love that. So this is, that's my that's other the passion. Next, that's the next one that we'll be talking about. Thank you. But you're absolutely inspirational. You're such a yeah. I mean, I look at you. I was like, oh, 
She's so beautiful in so many ways. Uh, you're pure, pure, pure light. And I hope that when everyone sees you, their lives become better. Thank so, you, Romy. Yeah. It's been wonderful being with you. Thank you so much. And that's it. And that's Romy. delighted. And Romy, of course. Um, yeah, we'll see you again next time. And that's the end of the show. Bye, Maromza. Yeah, so uh, remember the podcast is usually available an hour after the show. Yeah. So get the podcast, tell your friends, download it, listen to it 10 times. You yeah. do it as you see fit. But thank you so much and uh, cheers. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. Cliffcentral.com.